Hello, friends. Welcome to Trivia Over Tea, the quiz show podcast where we drink tea and play trivia. I am your host, Matthew Cook, and I'm joined today uh, with our guest scorekeeper making his scorekeeping debut. Uh, it's my dad, Andy Cook. So, Dad, how are you today? Matthew, I'm having a wonderful day, and I'm very excited to be a part of the Trivia Over Tea experience today. Ah, thank you. We're very happy to have you. Um, so let's we meet this week's contestants. Uh, first, we have Kara. Hi, I'm Kara. I'm a sophomore at Pomona College studying neuroscience. And, you know, Matthew, you got us during our morning coffee time. So mm. I promise we're still drinking tea. We're having dirty chai lattes today. Morning. Uh, Cheers. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, well, thank you, Kara, for being here today. And we also have Jonna. Hello, I'm John. I'm also a sophomore at Pomona College and Kara's roommate. And I'm majoring in international relations. And I'm drinking my dirty chai latte out of a mug with no handle. Oh, so. um, <laughs> quite an aesthetic uh, there. Uh, so thank you, Kara and Jonna, for being here today. As with all of our regular episodes, we'll have four rounds of questions today, each with a slightly different format. And so without further ado, uh, my father will explain the rules for round one. Okay. Well, round, round one is our first general knowledge round. Each contestant will receive five multiple choice questions. So select the answer that you think is best and you'll get 10 points. I forgot to mention that I am drinking um, Earl Grey tea out of my Pomona College class of 2020 mug in honor of the fact that it is alumni weekend. Um, and so it's the weekend where we celebrate me uh, among other people. <laughs> And, and, and Matthew, Matthew, yeah. I'm mm -hmm. drinking my tea out of a Lonata Bay mug. Oh, wow. very nice. Y you know, Carter, like, never drinks tea on this show. Uh, so it's it's nice when we actually have all four people participating in the whole point of the show. But anyway. That's great. Tara, you're up first. Oh. Are you ready? Oh, boy. Oh, I'm so nervous. I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. Question one. On May 3rd, 1973, the Sears Tower, now called the Willis Tower, was topped out and is the tallest building in what city? A, Chicago, B, Philadelphia, or C, Seattle? A, Chicago. That is correct. At the time of its opening, the Sears Tower was the tallest building in the world. Um, and at 1,451 feet tall, nowadays it doesn't even crack the top 10. Question two. Which of the following elements is part of the alkaline earth metals? A, lithium, B, potassium, or C, beryllium? C, beryllium. That's correct. The other alkaline earth metals are magnesium, calcium, strontium, barium, and radium. Question three. The Lower Brulee, Lake Traverse, and Yankton Reservations are located in what state? A, South Dakota, B, Nebraska, or C, Wyoming? Um, I have no idea, but I'm going to go with the state that has a very special place in my heart, B, Nebraska. Um, it's actually South Dakota. Oh, damn. Yeah, yeah. close. Um, you'll be surprised to know that that question was written by my brother, um, oh. who writes very kind of off the wall and difficult questions. Okay, so, that makes me feel better. Yeah. Question four. <laughs> The poem In Flanders Fields was written by John McRae following the Second Battle of Ypres during which war? A, the Hundred Years' War, B, World War I, or C, World War II? 
Oh, God. I'll go with World War One. That is correct. Oh, uh, yes! John McRae <laughs> was a surgeon in the British Army during the war and eventually died of pneumonia, sadly, before the war ended in 1918. Hard. And finally, question five. Which of the following musicals does not contain music written by Stephen Schwartz? A, Godspell, B, Pippin, or C, Sunset Boulevard? C, Sunset Boulevard. That's correct. Andrew Lloyd Webber wrote the music for that one. Schwartz also famously composed the music for Wicked. Yes. (laughs) There you go. Uh, Shauna, are you ready for your five questions? Okay, I'm ready. Okay, question one. What romantic composer wrote the tone poem, Don Juan? A, Gustav Mahler, B, Johannes Brahms, or C, Richard Strauss? Okay, I think I'm going to go with, I think I'm going to go with Brahms. Uh, no, it's actually Strauss. Uh, the, the piece premiered in 1889 when the composer was just 25 years old. Excerpts of the piece are often used for orchestral auditions due to the incredible technical demands. Um, on each instrument. Question two. Which of the following Grammy Awards has Taylor Swift won? A, Song of the Year, B, Album of the Year, or C, Record of the Year? Okay. I'm going to go with the Album of the Year. That is correct. Uh, She has won for her albums Fearless, 1989, and Folklore. She has been nominated for the other two categories, but has not won either. Question three. Which of the following countries does not have French as one of their official languages? A, the Netherlands, B, Belgium, or C, Luxembourg? A, the Netherlands. That is correct. Uh, Dutch is their only official language. Belgium's official languages are Dutch, French, and German. Uh, Luxembourg's national language is Luxembourgish, but their administrative languages include French and German as well. Question four. The Crow Reservation is located only a few miles east of what largest city in Montana? A, Missoula, B, Billings, or C, Helena? B, Helena. Um, No, that's the capital of the largest city, though, is Billings, actually. So... That that one was also written by my brother, I think, as a companion to the one that Kara got. Yeah. Uh, And finally, question five. A massive flood in 1921 saw the Arkansas River greatly overflow its banks, destroying a large portion of what Colorado city? A, Boulder, B, Pueblo, or C, Colorado Springs? This one was also, this one was also written by my brother. (laughs) Wow. Okay. I'm going to say A, Boulder. Um, no, it's actually uh, Pueblo. The Arkansas River goes kind of right through the middle uh, of the state there, and it's it actually goes through the city of Pueblo, which is further south of the Denver area and Colorado Springs. Okay. So there you go. Well, that's the end of round one. So, Dad, can you please give us a score update? Sure. We're off to a good start. Kara leads 40 to 20. All righty, now it is time for round two. So, Dad, can you please explain the rules? Here, round two is our first directed uh, round. Each contestant will receive five questions on the same topic. You get the question right, you'll get 20 points. But if you get the question wrong, your opponent can bounce it back for 10 points. 
Alrighty, uh, you both are going to get the same topic. Uh, so as I was looking at uh, uh, famous things that happened on May 3rd, which is the date that this podcast is being released, I realized that the um, Pulitzer Prizes are awarded about this time. And so um, you're both going to get five questions about uh, people and or things that have won the Pulitzer Prize. So, uh, Kara, are you uh, ready? Oh, boy. As ready as I'll ever be, Matthew. Okay. Question one. The Pulitzer Prizes are awarded by what Ivy League university located in New York City? Columbia University. That is correct. The university has awarded the Pulitzer Prizes since 1917. Question two. The first musical to win both the Tony Award for Best Musical and the Pulitzer Prize for Drama was what Rodgers and Hammerstein musical set on an island during World War II? Oh, no. Oh, goodness. South Pacific? That's correct. Yes. Uh, It won in 1950. Question three. In 1976, what musical won the Pulitzer Prize for Drama about a group of dancers at an audition that features songs like One and What I Did for Love? A chorus line. That's correct. The show's music was written by Marvin Hamlish, Edward Kleben, wrote the lyrics, and James Kirkwood Jr. and Nicholas Dante wrote the book. Question four. August Wilson won the 1987 Pulitzer Prize for Drama for which of his Pittsburgh Cycle plays that was recently adapted into a film starring Denzel Washington and Viola Davis? Oh, no. When I hear this, I'm going to know it. Oh, what was that called? Oh, we talked about it. Oh, no. I have no idea. Okay. Oh, my God. I'm going to pass it to Jonna. Well, Jonna. I don't know what it is, but I'm actually <laughs> blanking. Oh, my God. Can we work together and oh. split the points? Oh. Um, is it Death of a Salesman? <laughs> no. N- no. No. Oh, no. Oh. No. Uh, no, this is called Fences. Oh, my God. Okay. okay that's okay. okay. I was, that's what I was yeah, Death of a Salesman was by Arthur Miller, so um, which okay. also I think won the Pulitzer Prize for. So there you go. Okay, there you go. Extra okay. credit. I. Uh, no, that's not how that works. Um, no, 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 no partial credit on that one. Uh, no, this is this is fences. Uh, it also won the 1987 Tony Award for Best Play, and Washington and Davis also starred in the 2010 Broadway revival. And finally, question five. What author won the Pulitzer Prize for fiction twice for A Fable and The Reavers, despite the fact that he is much better known for works such as As I Lay Dying and The Sound and the Fury? Oh, Faulkner. That's correct. Yeah, William Faulkner. Uh, He is one of four authors to win the award twice, the others being Booth Tarkington, John Updike, and Colson Whitehead. Yeah, as I was looking at the list and I saw Faulkner on there and, and these two like random things that i had never heard of uh, yeah i was like why didn't he win it for the two things that he's actually known for but anyway <laughs> i did not i did not award the award <laughs> donna are you ready for your five pulitzer prize questions I'm ready. okay question one john steinbeck won the pulitzer prize for fiction in 1940 for what novel about the jode family that moves the to, that moves to California from Oklahoma during the Dust Bowl. Oh wow! And it's not like on the road. 
I think I'm going to have to pass it to Kara. Oh, no. Okay, Kara. I have not read it. I have not either. Oh, my God. Do I even know? Is Grapes of Wrath Steinbeck? It's probably not the right one. Is that your answer? Yeah, I guess. That's correct. Uh, yeah. This is the Grapes of Wrath. Uh, and then the 1940 film adaptation starred Henry Fonda and Jane Darwell. Question two. In 1945, what composer won the Pulitzer Prize for Music for his uh, orchestral piece, Appalachian Spring? Oh. Oh, my God. I, yeah. Okay. Um, okay, I'm not sure this is the name, but I think Kara will steal it. I don't know. So, well, okay. I've, this is so bad. I've literally played. And I'm not remembering the composer. <laughs> um, I'm just going to say Strauss, but I don't think that's it. No. Yeah. No. Okay. Uh, I, I don't know. I no. Don't know uh, this is Aaron Copeland. Oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, Aaron Copeland, Appalachian Spring. Uh, it can uh, be staged as a ballet, as well, Ooh. and I believe it was at its premiere. Uh, question three: What author won the Pulitzer Prize for Fiction in 1961 for her novel *To Kill a Mockingbird*? Oh, Harper Lee. That's correct. Uh, for decades, it was the only novel she had published until *Go Set a Watchman* came out in 2015. Question four. Alice Walker won the 1983 Pulitzer Prize for Fiction for what novel about Celie, an African-American girl living in Georgia in the early 1900s? I don't know. I also no. just don't know. No? No answer? Okay. Uh, this is The Color Purple. Oh. Yeah. Uh, it was adapted into a musical that opened on Broadway in 2005, and a film adaptation is scheduled to be released in December of this year. And finally, question five. Tennessee Williams won the Pulitzer Prize for drama twice, first in 1948 for A Streetcar Named Desire, and again in 1955 for what play about uh, cotton tycoon Big Daddy Pullet, his son, uh, sorry, his wife, his son Brick, and Brick's wife, Maggie? <laughs> I don't know. You're looking at me like I do. <laughs> See, when I heard Tennessee Williams, I was like, a streetcar named Desire. I know. But that's already, that's that, already been said. That's already been said. Yeah. I don't know, Matthew. No. I'm going to pass it to Kara. Well, Kara. I'm going to stand in solidarity with Jonna. <laughs> okay. Well, the, I mean, there, there are three big Tennessee Williams plays. Um, his first one, which is The Glass Menagerie. And then there's The Streetcar Named Desire. And then there's the third one, uh, which is this one, which is Cat on a Hot Tin Roof. Oh. Yeah. Um, and Paul Newman and Elizabeth Taylor starred in that film adaptation. So there you go. Um, well, that's the end of round two. Uh, so, Dad, can you please give us a score update? Well, well, Kara had a very strong round two and has opened a lead of 130 to 40, but there's still lots of points to be awarded. And so it's anyone's game. Now it is time for round three. So, Dad, can you please explain the rules? Sure. A round three is each contestant will get five open-ended general knowledge questions. Again, each question is now worth 30 points. But if you get it wrong, your opponent can bounce it back for 15. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay. Well, okay. A lot of points. Yeah. 
Lots uh, of Kara, available. Kara, are you ready for your five questions? Oh, am I? Okay. Uh, question one. What interstate highway runs through the San Ramon Valley, serving cities like Walnut Creek, Danville, oh. and Dublin? I'm so ready. 680. That's correct. Um, it continues south to San Jose. Don't I know it. Question two. On May 3rd, 1910, English poet Lord Byron swam across the Hellspont, now known as the Dardanelles, the strait that divides Europe, and, Europe from Asia, in what country? Oh, God. Um... Turkey? That's correct. Uh, the Dardanelles is an important shipping channel as it connects the Black Sea with the Mediterranean Sea Ooh. and also divides Europe. Going to the Mediterranean yeah. Sea, so we're There you go. Uh, question three. Uh, the Cochabamba Water War was a series of major protests that occurred in what South American country? I have no idea. I'll say Colombia. Uh, not Colombia. Jana? I just guessed a South American country. Think about <laughs> no idea. No. Uh, uh, this is Bolivia, actually. Okay. Yeah. My brother wrote that question. I think I watched a documentary on that in Spanish class in like mm. 12th grade or something. But yeah, Bolivia is this one. Question four. Folk singer Woody Guthrie suffered from what typically inherited incurable neurodegenerative disease that eventually causes an involuntary movement disorder known as chorea. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Is it Parkinson's? Is Parkinson's inherited? Uh, it's not Parkinson's. Uh, Jana, you know? Is it inherited? Yeah, it's typically inherited. Um, well, this is not right, but epilepsy. What, what, what did you say? I said epilepsy. No. Um, this is like the one thing I remember from high school biology. Um, uh, Woody Guthrie suffered from Huntington's disease. Oh. Yeah. yeah but, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, in 19, in, sorry, not 19. In 1872, at age 22, George Huntington wrote a scientific paper giving a clinical description of the disease. Um, Woody Guthrie's first two daughters also died from complications of Huntington's. Question five, which amendment to the U.S. Constitution protects against unreasonable search and seizure? Oh, <laughs> that's like, um, is that like six? Not the sixth, Jonna. Is it the fifth? Uh, it's the fourth. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Fourth Amendment. Uh, it's part of the Bill of Rights and sets requirements for obtaining warrants for searches, which must be supported by probable than I cause. Think it is. Lower. Yeah, lower number, higher priority. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. The fifth is like, no, you, you can't like, or, or you, it protects against self-incrimination. Yeah. I don't remember what the sixth one was. That might be, I don't remember. I don't know. The fourth is search and seizure. That's, and that's the one we we're looking for. Okay, Jonna. Are you ready for your five questions? Yes. <laughs> okay. What Question one. What interstate highway crosses northern Idaho passing through Coeur d'Alene? Oh, I-90. That's correct. Uh, <laughs> yes. It runs for 74 miles in the state. Question, question two. What actor played Spider-Man in a trilogy of movies that came out in 2002, 2004, and 2007, respectively? No. <laughs> 
Well, I know one of the Spider-Mans, it's not the right one. You know, so yeah, I'm trying to think the reason. But I... Yeah, there's like the three guys yeah. who have played him in film. This is the first one. Oh, no. I'm going to, like, I know it, but I don't know it. Um, okay. Well, can I guess just his first name? Sure. Okay. If if well, if your if the first name is right, I will prompt you, and hopefully you can get the second name right. Except now I'm thinking I don't even know, the name, <laughs> but I'll just say it. Anthony. Uh no, that's not. True. <laughs> uh, uh, Kara. No, I don't know. No, um, this is Toby McGuire. Oh my god! Yeah, sounds like Tony, which is short for yeah. Anthony. Toby Maguire. Yeah, okay. Toby Toby Maguire. He was the first actor to portray Peter Parker as Spider-Man in okay. film. Uh, Andrew Garfield and Tom Holland would portray him. Well, would portray the character in later. Combination of Toby and Andrew. And yeah. Well, yeah. unfortunately, was wrong either way. So <laughs> yeah. Uh, question three: While vibraphones are mostly played with mallets. Many pieces call for them to be played using the bow of what string instrument? Um, okay, I'm just going to guess like bass. That's correct. Yeah, it's double bass. Oh, nice. uh, yeah, my brother wrote this question. He's, he's the orchestra guy. I, I don't know anything about this. Uh, question four. What is the official nickname of the state of Idaho? It's the Gem State. That is correct. Um, there are two different purported origins of the nickname Gem State. The first is a, that a large number of gems are found in the state. And second is that at the time of the state's founding, it was believed that Idaho was based on a Native American word meaning gem of the mountains, uh, though no such word actually exists. So there you go. Oh, that's interesting. And finally, question five. Until it was transferred back to China in 1999, Macau was a colony of what European nation? Wait, sorry, was the what of which European nation? Um, Macau was a colony of what European nation? Oh, the colony. Um, France? Not France. Cara, do you know? Was it the UK? Uh, no, this one was Portugal, actually. Oh, um, in, uh, Macau is the most densely populated region of the world with a density of over 55,000 people per square mile. So there you go. It's located very close to Hong Kong. All right. That's the end of round three. So, Dad, can you please give us a score update? Sure. Uh, Jonna uh, narrowed the gap in round three, and the score is now 190 to 130 for Kara. And a note on the vibraphone, Mason is the vibraphone player for the Occidental College Jazz Ensemble. And I've seen him play with mallets, but I've never seen him play it with a bow from a double bass. Wow. For, for what that's worth. All righty, and now it is time for round four. So, Dad, can you please tell us the rules? Certainly. Round four is our showdown round. Each oh. We will have three questions. Each contestant will answer the same three questions. So please indicate your answers on a, a paper or, or some other way. Um, and each question is worth 40 points. All righty. Lots of points to be awarded. Oh, boy. I will say that um, after Emma, Grace, and Ava aced round three last oh. week, um, I'm, I, we, we may have turned up the difficulty for this round four. Oh, no. 
so uh, <laughs> for us <laughs> well and and I didn't necessarily intend for it to be that way but you know sometimes the questions just write themselves and then you're like oh these are actually kind of difficult but oh oh boy okay. but uh well we'll see see how they go how it goes okay uh at any rate at any rate Kara Jana are you ready we're ready we're so ready okay question one the 1954 film White Christmas starred what singer and actor who sang the title song? Okay, Kara, uh, is what is your Bing, answer? Is it Bing Crosby? Didn't he do a bunch of the Christmas things? Okay, Jonna. I wrote Bill Crosby. <laughs> <laughs> well, so <laughs> the answer is Bing Crosby. Oh, it is. Uh, <laughs> this is not even him. <laughs> so, so Jonna, you were clearly on the right track. Uh, so that's that's good, but it was. Bing Crosby. Uh, yes, Bing Crosby. The song by Irving Berlin was introduced in the 1942 film Holiday Inn with Crosby. It's Cos- Bing Crosby. Bing Crosby. Sorry. Matthew, should we award a partial credit to Jonna because she did get the correct last name? Yeah. Uh, oh, yes. Yeah, let's let's yeah, let, let's let's give half credit. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Then I got confused. <laughs> what the right and the wrong answer is. Yes, uh, Bing Crosby is his name. Okay, question two. Besides Margaret Thatcher, the nickname Iron Lady has been given to other leaders like Golda Meir, um, who was the first and thus far only female head of government of what nation? I think Jonna might know this one. Kara, yeah. um, what is your answer? Um, well, Jonna wrote it down so fast, so I just said France, but I don't think that's right. Okay, Jonna? Israel. It is Israel. Yes, uh, she was Israel's prime minister from 1969 to 1974. And uh, uh, Dad, if I'm not mistaken, I think we're tied. Um, no, we're, no, because, let's see, Kara is now- Oh, because Kara got her, oh, Kara got for the first question right. Okay, yeah, sorry, never mind. Question. Okay, Kara never mind, forget what I said. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. 190. Got it. Okay. Sorry about that. <clears throat> Don't pay any attention to me. Question three. A stunning move took place at the beginning of the 2004 NFL draft when the New York Giants would send their draft pick Philip Rivers to the San Diego Chargers in exchange for what quarterback the Chargers had just taken first overall. And I apologize that we're ending on a sports question. This is what yeah. Mason gave me. Um, so, but just think, if if you can remember who was the New York Giants' star quarterback for like more than 10 years. For a long time. For a very long time. I'm also just very anti-football as a concept is the problem here. Um, uh, well, I know one. That's fair. I think we probably know the same one. And we also both know that it's not um, correct. Okay. <laughs> yeah. When when in doubt, just list a quarterback. Yeah, that's what we're doing. And we think it's the same one. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so Kara, what is your answer? Right, Peyton Manning. No. Oh, I wrote Peyton Manning, who's maybe not a quarterback. Is he a quarterback? He is a quarterback. Oh, um, Jonna, what did you put down? Tom Brady. Is he a quarterback? Tom Brady is also a quarterback. <laughs> um, so actually we're gonna I think we can give Kara half credit here because it's Eli Manning, uh oh. Peyton's brother. Yes. Um Eli Manning had previously stated before the draft that he would refuse to sign a contract with the Chargers should they take him with the number one pick. This led to the Giants, who themselves wanted Manning to draft Phillip Rivers, a quarterback that the Chargers coaching staff fell in love with at the Senior Bowl, to use as a bargaining chip for the trade. 
A notable consequence was of this was that it caused Ben Roethlisberger, whom many projected to be picked by the Giants, to instead fall to the Pittsburgh Steelers. And he led the Steelers for like 15 plus years, maybe close to 20. Eli Manning. So there you go. Uh, that's the end of the game. So, Dad, can you please give us the final score? Certainly. After a very well-played game, Kara has defeated Jonna 250 to 190. Well, congratulations, Kara. You have won. Do you have anything that you would like to say? Oh, my gosh. Just thank you so much for having us. You know, we've been really looking forward to this all week. The yeah. nerves have been building, but yeah. we, I think we both had a great time. Yeah. I had such a good <laughs> it was an honor to lose to such a strong and fierce component. Yeah, well, that's that's beautiful. Yeah, Thank you both. We have team trivia over team. I think yeah. we can do really well as a team. Yes, and you know, several of our contestants have asked about whether we can do teams at at any point, and I think that that we should do that. Um, yeah, I think that'd be good. Back. Give us yeah. a call any day of the week. So yeah, we we should, we'll have you on as a team at some point. Um, there you go. Well, thank you. Uh, that's our show for this week, uh, folks. Thank you, Kara and Jonna for being on the show today, um, as well as Andy Cook for being our scorekeeper and Mason Cook for composing the music. Today's questions were written by Mason Cook and yours truly. And thank you for listening. Please like and subscribe to Trivia Over Tea on your preferred podcast platform and leave us a review if you enjoyed it. Um, follow us on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter, all at Trivia Over Tea. Uh, if you would like to contribute uh, a little donation to this podcast, or if you'd like to join our Earl Grey Club, you can do so at buymeacoffee.com slash Trivia Over Tea. Um, and tune in next week. Uh, not next week. Tune in in two weeks, because we're not going to do an episode next week. In two weeks. Uh, when we'll have two new contestants and 33 more fantastic questions. So thank you. We'll see you in two weeks.